But, uh, but the, the gospel, um, there needs to be tons and tons of more churches planted in this area. Saying all that to get in our text, and we're going to read here in chapter number 4, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. You can remain seated this morning. But the Bible says this, and this is Paul t- t- talking to the church at Corinth, and he's already established the fact that you know, he's saved and God's called him, and, uh, and uh, he's, he's talking about the hope that he has, and since he has hope, he's going to speak in, in plain words. Uh, to uh, the church at Corinth, uh, and he talked about um, the people whose minds were blinded uh, in chapter number three, uh, and uh, that we uh, we see uh, ourselves in Scripture, uh, and God is revealing things to us uh, through uh, through His Word. Uh, and he says this in verse number one of chapter number four. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, the ministry he talked about uh, in the previous chapters, as we've received mercy, we faint not. And remember, salvation is a gift of God. It's, it's God's grace. It's his mercy. And he says, because we've received this ministry, we don't quit. We don't stop. Uh, and he says, we've renounced, verse number two, have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Uh, so he says, we, as we reveal this and we preach this, we don't use um, tricks uh, and we don't handle the word of God deceitfully. And there's a whole lot of that goes on, that goes on today, by the way. Uh, and I don't even, I don't even like um, the practice of, of uh, um, let's say we're going to have a Christmas cantata and we... we um, we're going to sing and we're going to present the gospel, but I don't want you to like trick people to come here. Hey, just come out, just come out, just, you know, and hear, you know, hear the, the, the choir sing and, and trick them into coming to church to get the gospel. I just, I think that's deceitful. Um, I, don't, I also don't think it's right to, you know, graffiti Jesus saves on the side of railroad trestles, you know, and uh, there's ne- it's never right to do wrong to do right. And, uh, and Paul, all through the word of God says that he doesn't do that. And he's received this ministry of God. He's not going to quit, and he's not handled it deceitfully. Uh, and he says, "But," and uh, which is kind of a, uh, I don't know the English. It's a conjunction, <laughs> but it's a it's a disassociative one. It's one where he says, "I said what I said a moment ago, but I, but I need you to know this truth right now." And he says, "We don't do this. We we give the gospel, and we don't use uh, elsewhere." He said, "Guile uh, and in uh, all these different things." He says, "But." Uh, in this next verse, and we're going to look at that here in a second. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the Word of God as I preach this morning, and help us, Lord, from it. Uh, We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. It says in verse number 3, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Now, um, there is an application that I've made uh, in the past and will continue to do in in the future, uh, where we we live... um, we have a conversation in Christ. We, uh, we walk our talk. We are to be light uh, and salt. There's no doubt in the Bible that we people see us. They see our good works. They glorify our Father which is in heaven. We, uh, we're supposed to live our faith out loud. Uh, there shouldn't be anything secret about it. Um, uh, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm okay with people wearing T-shirts and, uh, and having bumper stickers and, uh, and just being you know, out there all the time with their faith. It's important. And, uh, and I think that when, when we have the gospel truth and we don't do that, I think that's bad. Uh, when people that are in cults uh, do it, 
uh, and we're afraid to do it. It just looks bad on us. Uh, if we have the truth, we ought to preach the truth and give the gospel truth uh, to people. Uh, so we all need to be better about that. And, and like I say, maybe, uh, you know, um, you know in, invest in maybe some t-shirts <laughs> and that'll help you uh, as well. Uh, but there's a part of our gospel, the message that we live out in front of people that can be made as an application here, uh, that we, if we hide our gospel, it's hidden to them that are lost. Uh, and uh, and, it's, and it's, a, it's not an unfair application and it can be made, but that's not really what this actual text is speaking about. Uh, he says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. As I referenced a moment ago, um, there's a frustration that comes with um, having a simple plan of salvation that you present to someone uh, and it just goes over like a, uh, like a brick, like a lead balloon. I heard that phrase this week for the first time in a long time. It just, it just you know, Jesus loves you. Can I tell you? Can I give you a gospel track? And it's just so simple. You know, uh, he died for you and you have to accept his payment. And we, get, and we try to give the gospel and it's like they look at you like you're a crazy person. Well, it can't be that easy. Uh, I've heard that a, a ton of time. It can't be that easy. Well, it is that easy. Uh, well, I thought you had to do this and do this, and you had to go to this church and go to confirmation and be baptized and uh, all these different sacraments and stuff. And, uh, and then maybe, just maybe, if your good works outweigh your bad works, that you get uh, into heaven and say, no, it's not uh, it's, uh, by grace we're saved through faith and not of ourselves. It's the gift of God, uh, not of works, lest any man should boast. And, and, like, and it just goes over. It's almost, you almost feel like salvation is so simple, like it's too simple. Uh, like, like uh, you know, if it was harder uh, and it was something that you had to do to obtain it, that people will be more uh, in tune to hearing the message uh, and it would make more sense to them. But when you say it's by grace through faith, uh, they, uh, they seem confused. So then we have, to, we have to describe to them what faith is. We have to describe to them what grace is. Uh, we, have to, we have to describe in terms what the gospel is, uh, not just the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, but why did, why did he die? Uh, and, uh, and so uh, we'll, we'll even bring it back to, to, to language easily understood. We don't talk about uh, propitiation or atonement, uh, and we just talk about, even to the point where we, we do a disservice, because nowhere in the Bible does it say to ask Jesus to come into your heart. Um, but we, we, we try to boil it down to a way to where we can finally convince somebody the simplicity of the gospel and will they please pray and ask Jesus uh, to save them. Uh, and uh, and so we, we've got books. Uh, we've got soul winning um, you know, uh, seminars. Uh, we have uh, people that teach us how to, uh, to, uh, to seal the deal. Uh, and, uh, and how to get people past different obstacles and, uh, and using uh, language and body language, et cetera, and doing all that. And, uh, and then even still, uh, they leave um, unsaved. Uh, and, uh, and who knows what will happen. We even plead, hey, today's, today could be the day. You, you know, well, it's not today. Um, well, you have no promise for tomorrow. Uh, and we, we, we have Bible verses, we have all kinds of stuff that we employ in those moments to try to get someone uh, to, uh, to pray and ask Jesus Christ to forgive them and to save them, uh, and yet they don't. And so we're like, well, why do we even try? 
Well, not the message, but we're, we're all supposed to. Uh, we're called of God to give the gospel to people. And so we, in obedience to Scripture, that's the main reason uh, why we, of course, should be doing that. We should have a heart for people who are, uh, who are not saved, and, uh, and we should reach out to them. But there are reasons uh, that they don't get saved. Uh, and one of them is here in verse number 3. It says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. We sing this song, um, we say, rescue the perishing and care for the dying. Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. Um, there are people who are lost, who are rejecting Christ, who don't want anything to do with it, uh, but there are reasons uh, that they are that way. Uh, let's go back, I had you, you know, uh, turn to John 3, if you go back there real quick. I actually have some of these printed, so I'm going to make it easier for myself. In John chapter number 3. Uh, John 3.16, how many of you love John 3.16? Uh, and uh, what a wonderful gospel message right there. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Um, God gave His Son to die for our sins, and that's the greatest gift uh, that we can ever, we've ever been given, uh, that we could ever share uh, with another person uh, what God has done. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but through that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Now, um, we could spend a whole lot of time right there. When you knock on a door, when you give a gospel tract to your you know, lost loved one and you tell them that they need uh, Jesus to forgive them of, of their sins, you're not condemning them. They're condemned already. Uh, and uh, where I've had people say, who, who do you think you are coming and telling me this? And on, uh, on and on and on. And, uh, and then, then all the training comes in. Well, how do, I, how do I regain safety in the conversation? How do, I, how do I get them off of how maybe I've just offended them to get them back on my side? And we watch body language. I can see, I'm seeing if they're mirroring me. And, uh, you know, if you're in my office, I'm talking and, I, and, and I, uh, we're talking about something and I fold my arms. If you fold your arms, I got you. I know because you're mirroring my body language, you know. Uh, and so there's all these things to know whether you're making contact with people. And we employ those in those moments because we've got to give them the gospel. They've got to get saved. Uh, and it seems like they're not getting it. They're not understanding it. What is going on? Uh, and uh, you're condemning me. No, I'm not. And we scramble. Um, what, do we, what do we say next? And by the way, it's, that's people say, I don't like to go so any because I don't know how. Because they, they're worried about all those things, uh, all those redirects. If, if A goes south, what's plan B? Uh, if, if I say this and they say that, then what's the next thing? And, we get, and there's a bazillion ways to go about it, and it throws people off. And then you have a preacher get up and say, hey, all you need is a testimony of Jesus saving you. And, uh, and a few gospel verses, and you can be a soul winner. You're like, whoa. Um, and because every time you talk to somebody, they come up with some weird thing. And, uh, or, they, or they push you away and turn you away, but you're not condemning them. He says, But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Uh, one of the reasons, uh, a big reason, uh, why people don't get saved is because they love darkness. 
Um, and uh, and the Bible is filled with that term. If you were just a you know whatever put in your Google search whatever a darkness and light, uh, there's many analogies that God that God uses. In fact, I'll read another verse here in just a little bit uh, about what God has done you know for us if we're saved. Uh, but the Bible says that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Uh, we are lost uh, if you're not born again. Uh, and the Bible says that you're under condemnation. Uh, not everybody is God's child. The uh, Bible says if you're not saved, you're of your father, uh, the devil. Uh, there are people that love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. I don't know how many times people have said, you mean if I become a Christian, i got to stop doing this or i got to stop doing that. And, uh, or they don't want, they say, I'm not ready. And, by, and it's not that they, they don't understand what you've communicated to them. Uh, but they, they, they're not ready to stop living the way that they're living. And uh, they love darkness. Uh, and, and so they're condemned already. Turn with me, if you would, to um, 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. I used that uh, or pointed out in that passage that we read in 2 Corinthians that uh, lost. Uh, the, the, if our gospel hit, is hidden that are lost. What that means is to them that are perishing, to those that are under condemnation. The gospel is hid to them. Uh, and, uh, and we'll get into the second reason. The first one is people just, they're sinners, and they love sin, and they love darkness because their deeds are evil. Uh, you are not, uh, by the way, um, in your flesh inerrantly good. Um, um, we, the, the goodness that is in us is, is all the goodness of God and the grace of God is God working in and through us. If it weren't for that in our life, uh, you'd be a terrible person. And, uh, and so that's why we give God the glory uh, for um, the, the good things that, uh, that take place. And so the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, For the preaching of the cross is it to them that perish foolishness. It's the same words. And, and so the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them. That's why people mock it. That's why uh, when, you, when you're preaching the gospel and you give the gospel to people, that it's like, you know, that's silly. Uh, and, uh, and, and they'll even make fun. You just, you cling to your, your Bibles uh, and you, you know, on and on and on. They've got all these uh, uh, derogatory things that would say, but unto us, those who are saved, it's the power of God. Uh, and for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So to them that perish, the preaching of the cross is foolishness. So when you say, you knock on a door, or uh, you're in an airport, and you say, excuse me, ma'am, I'm a Christian, and I'd like to, I'd like to give you some good news. And we, and we think, well, who doesn't like good news? And so we, we design gospel tracks. Uh, I, remember, I remember one that we had. I had to, I had to um, uh, design one in Bible co- college and did that. One of my favorite ones, it, it looks like, it looks like, a, um, like a, an insurance policy. And it's basically like a, the whole take on fire insurance. And, uh, and so it attracts the eye. One of my favorite, chick tracks, right? You see that? There's cartoons on it. Uh, like people will read cartoons. And it's designed for people to receive it. Uh, and then they get in there and it's like, oh, this isn't the cartoon I wanted to read. Uh, but then we know there's a promise attached to God's word. 
that it won't return on them void. So we've got no, I've got no problem with trick tracks, uh, even, uh, you know, designing things to, you know, whatever. And, uh, hey, um, would you like a free home? Yes, I would love a free home. It's in heaven, you know. Uh, you know, we, we get to them after, the, you know, we got them. So there's all these things that we do, but then they like, oh, you're one of them. They discard it, rip it up in your face, throw it when you're away when you're gone, whatever the case may be, and they reject the message of the gospel. And we, and, and we are mortified. Um, and it feels bad. And so I, I don't like to feel bad, so why would I keep doing that? And, uh, and it deters us from being a gospel witness to other people. So people don't get saved because they love darkness and their deeds are evil. People don't accept Jesus Christ as their Savior because they think the preaching of the cross is, fool, is foolishness to them uh, that, uh, that are, um, you know, they're dying, they're perishing, they're without Christ. Uh, and we're to go and rescue the perishing. We're supposed to care for the dying and give them the message of the gospel. Uh, and, uh, but turn back with me, if you will, to our text in, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Um, and we'll continue. He says, but if our gospel, verse number 3, be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Look at verse number 4. In whom the God of this world, who's that? That's Satan. That's the devil. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Uh, what the word of God is saying is here is Paul saying, I've received this ministry. We preach, we're preaching hope. Um, I've been saved by grace. God's called me to be a, a missionary to the Gentiles. I've received this ministry. Later on, he says, we've received it in, uh, in earthen vessels. Uh, and he talks about uh, how privileged we are uh, and, uh, and how we should keep going uh, in our Christian faith. Uh, but he says to those people reading this letter at Corinth, uh, he says, we've renounced the hidden things uh, of, of, of dishonesty. We're not walking in in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but uh, just as we last week, there are some that don't have that knowledge, uh, the knowledge of God in, in reference to eating meat offered to idols. And we were talking about standards and convictions and preferences. Uh, and uh, we're blessed. Uh, and, and, but the knowledge that you have of Christ and in his word, that's Holy Spirit given knowledge uh, that, uh, that you won't even understand. That's why you, before you got saved, you'd read this Bible uh, and it's like, I don't understand my Bible. And uh, not saying that you can't be a new Christian and have a difficult time with understanding the these and thous and, you know, and all that kind of stuff as you're reading your Bible. Uh, but one of the primary reasons people don't understand the Bible is because it, they're natural. And the things of God are spiritually discerned. You need the Holy Spirit of God in you in order to discern them. So the light bulb comes on once you're a believer and born again. And you're reading like, oh, that makes sense. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who's giving, uh, giving that to you as you, as you read. And, uh, and a person can't get saved unless the Holy Spirit draws them. Uh, so we could study about the Holy Spirit's, uh, uh, you know, his responsibility, if I put it that way, or how he's involved in a person being saved. If I knock on somebody's door... And they've got a, you know, a kid on their hip. The door's like, you know, kind of broken out, whatever. The TV's on in the background. You can smell dinner or breakfast or whatever time of the day on the so. And every, every ounce of body language uh, and things that they're giving you is like, I am, sir, I am not interested. And, uh, and so they go to close the door, so you put your foot in it. And, uh, and because you've got to give them the gospel message. Um, but, but it doesn't matter how savvy you are. And you've went to 
10,000 seminars uh, and you are a master of human behavior, that lady's not getting saved unless the Holy Spirit draws her. And, uh, and I've just got a, a, a problem with, with being you know, too dumb, I guess, uh, to, to, to get all the signs in the language that a person is not, is not interested. And, uh, and, and by the way, that is one of the big reasons why we have easy prayerism or whatever you want to call it, because we can, we can avoid all that and say, ma'am, all you need to do is pray this prayer and you can get back to your kids and your television program and the food that's on the stove. It's so simple. You just pray this prayer. And you don't have to pray. I'll pray it for you. And we make them a twofold child of hell um, uh, because we've done that. And so the Bible says that there are people who have been blinded by the God of this world, lest they believe the glorious gospel of Christ. So if our gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. There are people who love darkness rather than light. Uh, they're natural, the foolish of preaching, it's, 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 it's nothing to them. Uh, and they're blinded by the devil, and the gospel is hid unto them. It's like there's veiled. If you think back into, um, you know, as you have John the Baptist and, of course, Jesus and his earthly ministry, and he's preaching, he's telling them, uh, he's telling them that uh, he's going to be um, crucified. And it's like, whew, in one ear and out the other. It was like a veil was there. They had ears that were deafened and eyes that were blinded, lest they, un- they understood, because if they understood that he was going to be crucified, they would try to stop it. So God put a veil in a way, in one way over them so that his plan can be, and then he's revealed. There was a veil over the Gentiles. Here we find the fact that people who are lost, they have a, a, a veil if the gospel is hid to them. So here's what we need to do. And here's kind of the main point, I guess, of what I'm trying to communicate this morning. We can't get frustrated um, at people uh, and their lack of response to the gospel that we give them. Um, it does when when somebody tells you no, like you know, it's like pastor. Like I knocked on like twenty doors, and you know, ten people slammed the door in my face, and the ones I talked to they told me, you know, get lost, and and, uh, and I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, do I smell? <laughs> you know, is it, uh, is it am, am I offensive to people or whatever? And and so here's what we'll do. You know what? You you got to get you a soul winner's New Testament, a small one. You can put it in your pocket, so when you're walking up the door, they don't see your big family Bible under your under your arm. And then run and turn off all the lights. And, uh, and so, so we, we have to, we, you know, we have all these little tricks and the things that we say because we don't want to. Um, one, of the reasons, one of the reasons I don't wear a shirt and tie out on soul winning is because I don't want people to think I'm Jehovah's Witness. And so, so they see that shirt and tie come in and it's like, everybody, shh, be, everybody be quiet. And, and they hide. You do it. You know you do it. Uh, and, uh, and so I just don't, I don't want that. And so we, we learn um, what to say. I'm Pastor Reno from Breen Baptist Church. And, and, uh, and do you go to church anywhere? Well, yes, I do. And then we go, well, where do you go? And they go, and they can't remember because they don't go to church. And if they do come up with a name, I say, well, who's the pastor? And then that really gets them. Uh, and, uh, and so we, we have all these things that we, all these tactics that we use to keep the conversation going. You know why? Because we're tired of people saying no and closing the door and us not being able to get the gospel to them or them at least give it to them to respond. And I've said, you know what? I know you're busy. Would you please read uh, these verses on the back of this track that I'm giving you? And, uh, and, you know, and people like, you know, I don't want it. And so you take a $5 bill and you put it in it and you hand it out like this again. 
and then they're, then they're stuck, right? Because they're going to want to take it then. Uh, and uh, so we got all these things. Why? Because if they read the Bible, there's a promise attached to the, to the Word of God, and I want them to I want them to at least take this track. That's why we leave them in bathrooms and uh, you know on windows and different stuff because there's a promise attached to it. But we're frustrated because people aren't people aren't listening to us. People aren't you know I've t- I've told people like one guy is like get out of here, you know I've been I've been knocking doors all day long, and he's sitting right there. On his chair, he can see me in the window. I'm like, I can see you. And he's like, get out of here. I don't want it. I'm like, I'm like, so basically I just laid into him. I'm like, you have no idea. I mean, I'm the best friend that you could ever have, and I've got the truth of the gospel, and you sitting there, blah, 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 and, uh, and on and on and on, because I'm mad at him for rejecting me. But he's not rejecting me. He's rejecting the gospel. And the reason he's rejecting the gospel is because he loves darkness rather than light. And that the things I'm offering to him are spiritual things, they're not natural. And, the, and he has a veil. And so instead of me getting upset at him and then getting angry or quitting or whatever or slowing down and not being a gospel witness because I'm ineffective, I don't, you know, how come this person goes out and leads someone to Christ? And I've been doing it for all this time and I've never got to personally lead somebody to Christ. Is it me? What am I doing? And, we, and that's where we try to hone up on our skills. But the problem is they have, it's hit to them. There's a veil. And what we've got to do, instead of getting mad at ourselves or being mad at them for rejecting us, is we need to pray that God will remove the veil. So when we say, you might not be able to go out and knock doors for a couple hours, but you can pray, we need people praying that the veil... Uh, that the, 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 how the devil, the God of this world, has blinded them uh, from the glorious gospel of Christ. So when you have... All these people, and I, again, I just because I'm seeing it, so I'm in the airport, it's different stuff. Yeah, I, I look at a football game on the television, and there's 100,000 people in that stadium. And, uh, and watching a football game, and you think, how many of them are on their way, on their way to hell? And, uh, and so, so we'll, somebody will go and preach to the people walking into the stadiums, and, and, uh, and we, we come up all these ways to give people, and we're, we get tired and burn out and quit. I think this is the reason why churches are so winning times. We're just not out there. We're not doing it because people have gotten so tired of being rejected. So we pray that God would, would open their eyes, that the Holy Spirit of God would draw them unto salvation, that they would be receptive of the gospel message that we're going to be given because the gospel is hit and then we're lost. They're just going through their day, just minding their own business, and, and, uh, and somebody from the church up the street comes and knocks on their door uh, and interrupts their Saturday afternoon. And, uh, and, and we just like, we don't even, I don't even, pastor, I don't even like knocking on the doors because that's all I get. And um, it's hid to them. And they're lost and they're perishing. And, and, and we have a responsibility. Uh, we're, not, we're not in charge of the results. Uh, and when somebody does pray and, and, and they ask the Lord to save them, it isn't because I got a, I'm, a, I'm a good salesman. And I've been doing it for a while. Well, you've been doing it for a while. You're good at it. I'm terrible at it. And, and, and it's just every time I talk to people, I, I, like, I don't know what to say. Like, how is this going to go? And they say something so off the wall. They don't teach you that stuff in the Bible college. Like, what do, you, what do you do? What do you say next? And a lot of times it's like, you know what? God loves you and I love you. And, uh, and I'm going to pray for you. And would you please read that gospel track? And then and I'll pray that God would open their eyes because there's no amount of skill that I can give in that moment to get them to pray a prayer if, if the Holy Spirit of God is not in it. 
So people don't get saved because they love darkness rather than light. That lost, that, uh, that lost perishing um, loved one that you've been praying for, um, they're a sinner that needs a Savior. And, uh, and they think you going to church is crazy and preaching, hey, and you're like, hey, listen to this sermon by my pastor. They're like, okay, I will, and they don't because it's foolishness to them. I mean, church is a concept. I've said this a lot of times. It's crazy, uh, you know, and what we're, I mean, what we're doing. We're coming here today in the snow uh, and coming to church and risking life and limb uh, to worship a Savior um, who they don't understand. Like, why would you do that? And then you tell them, I tithe. And like, what's that? Or, or I do this. Or, I'm going to go, I'm, not only that, I'm going to go back on Sunday night. What? Uh, and people don't, it's foolishness to them. And, but the biggest thing is, those that are lost, if our gospel's hid, he says, he said, but uh, I've renounced, I don't use craftiness, I don't use tactics, I don't all these things, but the gospel's hid to them that are lost. And the reason is, is the God of this world has blinded them. Uh, and, uh, and we need to pray that God would, would take that veil away. So if you look at our prayer list and you've got somebody on there uh, that you've been praying for for 10 years, 20 years, or whatever to get saved, um, you, need to, you need to pray that they get saved. But you need to pray that, that God unblinds them, uh, that, that, uh, that the, the gospel uh, can be seen and light can come in there. I, I said I had another verse, 1 Peter 2, and I'll be, I'll be done. Turn to 1 Peter 2, please, if you would. And we'll look at one verse there, and then I'll be done. And uh, I'm thankful that I'm saved, and I hope that you are as well. Uh, and uh, if you're new here, um, or not new here, uh, I believe uh, that... I'm not a Calvinist. I believe that we're supposed to reach people with the gospel. I think that God's not willing that any should perish, all should come to repentance. But I don't think that a person can get saved anytime they want to. That the Holy Spirit's got to draw them, that God has got to be in it. And I've given reference to that here a moment ago. When somebody's, I had a, a, a dying, I just was reminded of him the other day because I was at, um, he is a, a biker, uh, and uh, was at the Harley Davidson thing. And one of my family members actually posted a picture of him. It was his uh, birthday, I think. And uh, I preached his funeral. He died on his motorcycle, uh, and uh, and and so it was a. Um, um, I was just re- I was just reminded uh, of him, and I've lost my whole train of thought thinking <laughs> thinking about where I was going uh, with that here in a second. I'll, I'll remember. Uh, but um, oh, he 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 asked me. He was dying. He had skin cancer. And he was dying in his late stages of that. And he asked me to come to the hospital. He said, Bobby, he said, can you come and tell me about when you found Jesus? And, uh, and to me, that's great because that's an in. You know, he's curious. He sees that I'm saved. Uh, and he wants to know why, because he's dying. And so when I went there, and I, I, his name is Marty, and my uncle. And uh, I said, I didn't find Jesus. Jesus found me. Not like a Calvinistic type of a thing. It's just that I went to youth camp. I went there to have fun. And the gospel was preached, and the Holy Spirit used that and convicted me, and I got born again. But I wasn't, the Bible says, no man, no man seeketh after God. And, uh, and so God uh, saved me that day. He found me. I didn't find him. Uh, and, uh, and so I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And I told him, I said, uh, you know, if the, the reason you're asking me to come here is because the Holy Spirit of God is bringing conviction. You're, you know, you're, you're passing away and you're thinking about life and death. And, uh, and God has used uh, me, my light, shining. Hopefully, please don't misunderstand, I'm not bragging, but he saw 
that Jesus saved me and changed me. And he wanted to know about it. And he got saved, made a profession of faith, and I preached his funeral. And, uh, but, well, second, uh, first Peter 2, I said I'm going to preach this verse and I'll stop. Bible says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Men love darkness because their deeds are evil. You've been called into light out of darkness by the glorious grace of God. If you're saved today, it's not because some savvy soul winner or preacher uh, or you know, evangelist um, said just the right words for you that day that you called on Jesus. Uh, you were called under, out of darkness into light uh, by, uh, by him, by God, who, who did that. In everything that we have, if you're saved today and on your way to heaven, it's the most wonderful gift that you could ever have. Uh, and um, and I'm, I'm thankful for my salvation. Uh, but I know it was not of me. It was not of any man uh, or preacher or whatever. It was all God. God rung my bell, 1987, uh, at, at a youth camp uh, when, I, when I heard the gospel message. And I realized that I was a sinner on my way to hell and I needed a savior. And I prayed and asked God to forgive me and to save me that day. And, uh, and, uh, and I know that he did. Uh, and if I was to die today, I'd go to, I'm going to go to heaven based on the promise of God's word. Uh, and, uh, but up until that moment, I mean, the, the whole the, preach, the preaching services, I'd sleep through them. Um, I, would, I, I, I wasn't interested. Uh, it was like, oh, now, how many chapels do we have today? We're supposed to be having fun as you camp. And, uh, and it was foolishness. I loved darkness because my deeds were evil. I was wicked. And, uh, and, um, and just I'd, I'd heard it and I'd been in church and it didn't affect me uh, and, uh, because I was, I was veiled. But you know what? Somebody paid my way to camp and uh, prayed for the veil to be removed. And it was. And I got saved. And, uh, <clears throat> and I was just with the, the man that led me to the Lord just the other day. And uh, I'm thankful that God used him. But he didn't save me. And uh, God did. And he can save you if you're not saved. But don't, don't let the nose and the darkness and the whatever keep you <clears throat> from sharing the gospel with people. Um, because it ain't you. Uh, that they're rejecting, uh, and uh, and they're and they and they can't help it because that's just who they are. And you got to pray that God would God not that you can be a better soul winner, and that you can learn more tricks, but that God would remove that veil because it's hid to them because they're perishing, they're lost, uh, and uh, they're blinded by Satan. They need to ask God to open that their eyes. Uh, to receive the glorious light of the gospel. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed today. And